0: Ladies and gentlemen, I have returned to you. Welcome to Let's Be Real Sports. I am, of course, Big Sherm. This is- I am Shane,
1: Finch. And we have a special guest today the Council
0: of Commentary in your
2: platform. Hey, my name is Christian, AKA the Big Stretch on the Council of Commentary podcast, Four Corners of Commentary. I'm just here as an auxiliary member today just to be chopping it up with these two lovely individuals. Thank you for having me. Totally, an honor to be here today. Thank you, yes, thank, thank you, thank coming. you.
0: Now, today, today, are, we're going to get right into it. Our first topic today is about the Deshaun Watson saga yes. going on in the NFL right now. Um, my thoughts about it is real simple. First of all, if he did what he did, is over. Point blank. There's no way to misconstrue it. If he did what he did, he got to go. They've already suspended. Nike suspended his stuff. They're starting to suspend his stuff now. Not, They have not cut him, but you're suspended. So, with that, I, I really, really, really think more than anything, the timing of this is odd. It's just odd to me. How? Do we go from just talking about pure football, talking about football and, you know, how dumb the franchise is, to all of a sudden now, this coming out now as this guy was trying to facilitate a trade i mean a lot of a lot of the tv show stuff won't talk about it like that but you have we have to it's right there in front of us like how does this just come out now and if it did why why didn't the nfl know about this beforehand we always talk about the nfl trying to be transparent and all this stuff and everything like that where was this
1: because it's politics. Like, yeah, there's a lot of talk about being transparent and being open because that's that's the image that they want to portray. Because if the NFL comes out as, oh, we protect our players no matter what they've done, of course... N- they're going to lose fans. But have
0: have they protected their players?
1: They do. They they protect their players. Now, they do it less now, I will say. Um, Players are being held accountable for their actions a lot more these days. But I think the reason this took so long to come out is because somebody was trying to sweep it under the rug. Because nobody wants to cut their player based on, like, bad... Like I don't wanna like downplay it like, this, but, right, like bad right. social because decisions. Bad press, so it's like you did something yeah. outside of the field that didn't go over well in the press and now we have to cut you. And it's kinda like um like when Odell got traded to the Browns. He didn't get traded because he was a bad player. He got traded because he had bad behavior mm-hmm. and they couldn't keep that on the team. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has to be that's typically a last resort for a team. They don't they don't easily go. Oh, we don't like your character, so I'm gonna cut you. If you perform on the field, you perform on the field, and that's what they need to bring in money, to bring in seats, to bring in um, merchandise sales, things like that. That's what they need to keep their franchise going. So the very last move they're gonna make is to cut that player.
0: And this and this player, you cut, is the player trying would that be potentially be cut when destroy the salary cap right altogether. But of course they'll have the voids and all that stuff. But my whole thing is. They could have done this during the playoff, his playoff run. If this was, if this is going back so far, mm-hmm. as they say, they're saying it's going far. They could have did it to his playoff run and just cut it all off. Why now?
2: There's the- a lot of things at play here. Just because you know, and, and I agree with your sentiment. Uh, I just want to open by saying, you know, we do live in a society, unfortunately, where victims, you know, potential victims of sexual assault are not necessarily given the same treatment maybe in the court of public opinion that an athlete might get you know Mm -hmm. a lot of these people i know from my interactions you know in various sports forums and groups and talking to people you know a lot of people think that some of these women do have an agenda outside of receiving justice not only for themselves but other potential victims as well but like you said and again i'm not using this as like an admission of whether i believe that he's innocent or guilty right the timing of this is very suspicious the fact that he has been Very vocal and wanting to leave Houston, you know, in the midst of while this is going on. And this is evidently going back years, you know, not even this season, but this season prior to which he had a wonderful season. Mm -hmm. You know, his trade value is sky high, most likely. You know, Texans are going to have trouble trading him because they are going to want a substantial package for him. Of course. You know, how long did the owner know about this if this happened you know so long ago,
0: this is where there's I a lot mean. of things in
2: play about this.
0: This is why the owner had all this information, and this also seemed be like you like said, okay, they want to sweep under the rug, they don't want this type of thing to get out, but it's not like they're saying, Oh, we don't have no company, they're just leaving them hanging out to dry, like hey, okay, it's almost like you're saying, Okay, you want to leave us?
1: Oh, we're going to do this to you. Here's what would probably happened they probably said, We're not we have this information we're not going to release it because this is our player and we want to keep our player we don't want to be pressured to release our player then our player says I want to leave you and they're like after everything that we've done for you everything that's like they the relationship to, we've had the new now they gave gonna, him. exactly now you want to leave us you're not going to it's we're not going to allow you to have such an easy time finding a new home so what we're going to do is release this information and we're just going to sit back We're not going to release you. We're not going to cut you. Because another team, if he was someone easy to cut, he would have been cut already. mm -hmm. Because it's bad press. You don't want to hold on to a player like that. But instead of cutting him, they're like, we've released it, now deal with it. Because now you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to stay here because we're the only ones that want you. It's a toxic relationship, honestly. mm -hmm. But my problem with this...
0: But it's affecting lives. Mm -hmm. Not only the lives of Deshaun Watson, but the lives of the 22 women... Who are supposedly involved in this whole thing?
1: But my and problem unfortunately with that, counting. right? My problem with that is now they're asking the women to reveal themselves publicly. They're like, you have to reveal your identity in this case. Why?
0: I think they say this is Texas law. I believe.
1: That, I believe so. Why does that need to be a law? If these women were sexually assaulted, and I as agree with victims, you. they shouldn't have to release their identity to the public. They should just receive justice in the privacy of their own home. Mm-hmm. Because regardless if you're a victim or not in a sexual assault situation, sometimes you can be afraid of being looked at differently because you were put in that situation. Absolutely. And it's not your fault. But now your face is released to the public as a person that was a part of this situation. And let's be honest, there are a lot of fans that are serious about their, yeah. their game. Yeah. They're not going to... There are a lot of people that aren't going to be on these women's sides. They're right. going to Absolutely. see them as you're destroying Deshaun Watson's career. You're getting in the way of like Deshaun Watson doing this. You're the problem because you stepped forward and you said something, mm-hmm. and we're hanging these women out to dry.
0: It's bigger than in this football. Yeah, it's
1: Absolutely. bigger than football. It's, it's way, big, bigger way bigger than football.
2: football. And I share your sentiment. What you just mentioned about you know potentially re- releasing to these potential victims' names because we live in age of information. Right. You know, fans could easily get their hands on their information, harass them potentially do something physical to them. You know, I'm not necessarily kosher with their names being released to the public as far as the lawsuit is concerned either because it's putting them, quite frankly, I feel like it's putting them at risk. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Rusty Hartman said he he he, he wanted to see those individuals and in so he could see, so he has a chance to, so to show him that they have a chance to see who his accusers are as well because they don't want them going in blind right
2: but it, 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 he knows like, build up are, uh, it, it's, it's, adequate legal defense uh, their claim right yeah. right and like you
1: resort for a team they don't they don't easily go oh we don't like your character so I'm gonna cut you if you perform on the field you perform on the field and that's what they need to bring in money to bring in seats to bring in um, merchandise sales things like that that's what they need to keep their franchise going so the very last move they're gonna make is to cut that player.
0: And this guy, and this player you cu- the player trying would that be potentially be cut would destroy the salary cap. Right. Altogether. But of course they'll have the voids and all that stuff. But my whole thing is they could have done this during the playoff, his playoff run. If this was if this is going back so far, mm-hmm. as they say they're saying it's going far. They could have did it to his player front and then just cut it all off. Why now?
2: There's a lot of things at play here just because, you know, and and I agree with your sentiment. uh, I just want to open by saying, you know, we do live in a society, unfortunately, where victims, you know, potential victims of sexual assault are not necessarily given the same treatment maybe in the court of public opinion that an athlete might get. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of these people I know from my interactions, you know, in various sports forums and groups and talking to people, you know, a lot of people think that some of these women do have an agenda outside of receiving justice, not only for themselves, but other potential victims as well. But like you said, and again I'm not using this as like an admission of right. whether I believe that he's innocent or right. guilty. Right. The timing of this is very suspicious. The fact that he has been very vocal and wanting to leave Houston, you know, in the midst of while this is going on, and this is evidently gone back years, you know, not even this season, but this season prior, to which he had a Wonderful season, mm-hmm. you know his trade value is sky high. Most likely, you know Texans are going to have trouble trading him because they are going to want a substantial package for him. Of course, you know how long did the owner know about this? If this happened, you know so long ago. This is. There's I a lot mean. of things at play about this. This
0: is why the owner had all this information, and this also seemed to "Be like I said, okay, they want to sweep under the They don't want this type of thing to get out. But it's not like they're saying." oh, we don't have no comedy. Hey, they're just leaving, hanging out to dry. Like, hey, okay. It's almost like you're saying, okay, you want to leave us? Oh, we're going to do this to you.
1: Here's what would probably happen. They probably said, we're not, we have this information. We're not going to release it because this is our player and we want to keep our player. We don't want to be pressured to release our player. Then our player says, I want to leave you. And they're like, after everything that we've done for you, everything that's like, the relationship new, we've had, The new are Exactly. Now you want to leave us. You're not going to it's we're not going to allow you to have such an easy time finding a new home. So what we're going to do is release this information and we're just going to sit back. We're not going to release you. We're not going to cut you because another team, if he was someone easy to cut, he would have been Cutter, already. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. it's bad press. You don't want to hold on to a player like that. But instead of cutting him, they're like, we've released it. Now deal with it because now you can't go anywhere. You mm-hmm. have to stay here because we're the only ones that want you. It's a toxic relationship, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. But my problem with but, this-
0: But it's affecting lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not only the lives of Deshaun Watson, but the lives of the 22 women who are supposedly involved in this whole thing.
1: But my and problem with founding. that- counting. Right. My problem with that is now they're asking the women to reveal themselves publicly. They're like, you have to reveal your identity in this case. Why?
0: I think they say this is Texas law, I believe.
1: The... I believe so why does that need to be a law if these women were sexually assaulted and as victims they shouldn't have to release their identity to the public they should just receive justice in the privacy of their own home Mm -hmm. because regardless if you're a victim or not in a sexual assault situation sometimes you can be afraid of being looked at differently because you were put in that situation and it's not your fault but now your face is released to the public as a person that was a part of this situation and let's be honest, there are a lot of fans that are serious about their yeah. their game. And They're not going to. There are a lot of people that aren't going to be on these women's sides. They're right. going to see them as you're destroying Deshaun Watson's career. You're getting in the way of like Deshaun Watson doing this. You're the problem because you stepped forward and you said something, mm-hmm. and we're hanging these women out to dry.
0: It's bigger than in this football. Yeah,
1: it's absolutely. bigger than football. It's, it's way big, bigger, way bigger, bigger than, 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 than
2: football. football. And I'd share your sentiment, what you just mentioned about, you know, potentially re- releasing to these potential victims' names, because we live in age of information. You right. know, fans could easily get their hands on their information, harass them, potentially do something physical to them. You know, I'm not necessarily kosher with their names being released to the public as far as a lawsuit is concerned, either, because it's putting them, quite frankly, I feel like it's putting them at risk. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think I think Rusty Hartman said he he, he, he wanted to see those individuals, until in, so he could see so he has a chance to, so to show him to like have a chance to see who his accusers are, as well, because they don't want him going in blind. Right.
2: But it's, it also like, has build up uh, it, it's, it's, adequate legal defenses. Their claims. It, right.
0: Yeah. Right. And like you, you, you man, this this got crazy so fast. It's a
2: Heavy, heavy subject with a lot it, of layers to it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: like it just boggles the mind sometimes. I just hope and pray that this just gets done with. Like I said, if he did what he did, he's done.
2: Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If he did not, I would like an investigation on the Houston Texans and why the hell this is coming out now in the midst of him trying to be traded? Why? Why? Just why? Why why are we waiting so long? And of course, let me not say a lot of women who deal with these situations don't want to come out right away. Because they're scared of what you just said.
2: Exactly, at. the court of public opinion, opinion already has an opinion on these women before you know any legal ball gets rolling. Like one of the things that I've always found to be absolutely hilarious about other people giving their opinions about these is like you know, I I would like to see you know the, like I wait till like the legal situations get you know filed, but other in the same breath, these same people will say was well, like, well, this person is obviously lying. Well, it's like there's no neutrality there, mm-hmm. you know, and and. It's not necessarily so black and white, you know. I could, it, We should be able to acknowledge, I think, as a society that, you know, these victims are potential victims. i right. mean, not said victims because right. I don't know anything. Right. These potential victims deserve to be heard if they have any type of complaints or, you know, accusations. They need to be validated. They need to be investigated. Right. right. But on the flip side, there could be a modicum of these some of these individuals lying, and I don't necessarily think it's condemning to acknowledge that either. It's not necessarily an admission of guilt or innocence either way okay so
0: with that being said and again i just want to just wrap up by saying and i am say this one more time so you understand me if he did it he done
1: mm-hmm.
0: if he's if he's exonerated there should be an investigation on the houston texans and the ownership should probably beat be lego or however they got to do with the government to get him out and that's it with that so on to our next topic, onto a lighter to- well, kind of a lighter topic, but oh, yeah. still something that needs to be talked about is um is the women's college basketball tournament and the WNBA. Two topics in one because they all interject. Mm-hmm. Now, recently Draymond Green had some words about women's athletics, you know, and then Megan Rapino countered and basically told him, Shut the hell up. But and with that being said, first of all, the college game's been good for years. The women's college game's been good for years. I think UConn started a whole dynasty and really brought the college game to the forefront. And not only them, Pat Summit and the Tennessee Volunteers as well, going through those years in the 90s, and helped help bring the game up to what we see now. The women's game has been on the forefront recently because of photos of an Oregon student um, during their um, run in the NCAA tournament, their weight rooms looked vastly different from the men's weight rooms, and that was reported. And the NCAA buckled under pressure, and then gave these women the rooms. Why do you have to? Wait? Why did they have to wait to get these rooms now? This room should have been there from the get go, but that's just part of the layer of it all. When I look at the WNBA in terms of popularity. Because the women's, the, like I said, women's college basketball is so, very popular.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It may not be as popular as people may want it to be, but it is popular. Mm-hmm. I watch it. I've been watching it for years.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: I've been watching it more as much I've been watching men's college basketball. But the WNBA has been out since 1997. And everybody keep wondering, why isn't that taking off? Why hasn't it gotten to the level? Because we know the NBA is bankrolling the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. But you're asking yourself now, how do you grow the game? And I feel like, first of all, it has to evolve. You have to believe in evolution first. When, in 97, you had players like Cynthia Cooper, Teresa Rethysproun, Tina Pichero. uh, I hope I said her name right. Uh, Lisa Leslie. You did. Rebecca (laughs) Lobo, thank you. Rebecca Lobo. They were the foundation. They were the foundation of the league. Mm -hmm. They were more fundamental. As you got over the years, the league started, you know, doing the, cro- the WNBA, they started to do crossovers now. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I almost like women could always do a crossover, but it wasn't seen it in the game yet. Right. That's what I'm saying, evolution. Now we're getting to the point where now, where the handle is crazy with women. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of Facebook videos, Instagram, where these women are just nice with the handle. Like, it's ridiculous. And in the, in the, NBA, in the in WNBA, that's great for the game it builds the game now the only thing the women don't do is dunk and like i said evolution is key once you'll get women dunking regularly more and more as the game evolves more
1: but here's the thing i don't think dunking is the reason why it's not taking off
0: hold on (laughs) i've heard many people online say oh it's because the women don't dunk that's why nobody's watching the game you
1: don't watch the game because the women don't dunk. That, that's you, what I've heard. That's what I've no, heard.
2: No, he's right, and uh, I've seen a lot of people echo those sentiments. It's like, well, if they shorten the rims and stuff like that, exactly. I'm like, which to me, I think is a ridiculous premise. I don't think that you know. I, I see millions of people. You you can watch two bad teams like the Sacramento Kings and you know the Minnesota Timberwolves, and people are dunking left and right. Nobody's watching those games because they don't have any star power, to be quite frank. No, they don't. Right. You, <laughs> you know, know. The people want to see winners, for the NBA at least. Of course. I personally think that the resources as far as revenue sharing is not the same, number one. Number two, marketing is an issue. When's the last time I've seen a WNBA commercial? Exactly. I can't necessarily tell right. you. you know, and, I, and I get the argument, you know, I was like, oh, the, the women's game doesn't bring in the same amount of revenue as the men's game, which is true. But at the same time, you have to look at where the resources are coming from. Mm-hmm. The NBA is the one giving bang- the resources. Bang- it. Right. There's a
1: reason that um, that they don't they don't have the like the star power that the NBA has. Like you said, the marketing, and that's why I want to say like it's more about the politics of the situation. It's not so much that the game needs to evolve. It's not that they're putting on a bad game. Like you said, you've been watching for years. It's not the performance isn't bad at all. It's just as entertaining as an NBA game. The problem is the the stigma that's put on women's sports versus men's sports. Men's sports mm-hmm. are believed to be more entertaining, to be like the... Um, to be the rock of the sports industry, the entertainment industry. It's something you expect people to want to go out to. You expect them to want to watch, whereas women's sports has always been looked down upon. It doesn't get the marketing because nobody wants to take that, that chance. They don't want to take that leap of faith on women's sports because of the mentality that surrounds women's right. sports. It's not taken seriously. That's why, like, you hear men always joking about, like, yeah, they'll watch women's sports, but they'll they'll only watch like lingerie basketball. Like they're not gonna go out and watch a, a real game, right. Because they see women as sexual objects, and they're like they don't want to change that that idea that they have. They don't want to change that mentality. And to see a woman out there like actually playing the game the same way that a man does will take that away from their mentality, and they're not ready for that.
0: Hmm. Good point. And my thing is this also. It's not only on because there are men out there. The, the, the men in the the NBA players do support the WNBA. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know Absolutely. where they where they can all the men don't support. They actually do. I've seen them at games. They're sitting right there courtside with their daughters, right there clapping right along, watching the game. You know, Kobe was there yeah, courtside. The mm-hmm. yeah, at, at, at the WNBA, at the, um, I think it was a Liberty game or a Sparks Liberty game. Liberty
2: or Sparks, right. one and two. Right.
0: And he was he was teaching them, and she was asking questions. You know. So you can build the game, but the one thing, I think the main thing that would help the WNBA is women have to support it more itself. Where are the stars, like a Cardi B, a Megan, all these mm-hmm. women to help? It's not their job to do that. Don't get me wrong, but it would help prompt the league.
1: More celebrities. More
0: celebrities. celebrities. More, 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 more in- inclusion in that.
1: Cause that's the thing if you get more celebrities in the seats, like you know, how they always go to um, the courtside seats mm-hmm. and you see who's sitting down there. Um, and you got like Mike Tyson or like, um, like, a Denzel. Comedian, like Denzel, Eddie Murphy, somebody mm-hmm. like somebody's always sitting in courtside. If we had more of that in women's sports, there would be more um necessity for marketing because it would one, it would be easier to market because your favorite people are watching it, you should watch it Absolutely. too, right? And two. Uh, just based off of that principle alone, like the popularity of it will automatically spike because if somebody, somebody that I'm interested in, like if if Megan Thee and Cardi, Cardi B are at a game, I'm going to be like, oh, where are they? What are they doing? I want exactly. to see it too because they're seeing it. Like that's just the way that marketing works. So like you said, it's not their jobs it's particularly that, to I, do that. Right. But it would job. help.
2: It definitely would help. I think the one thing that could really help the WNBA from a expansion standpoint is expanding. Try to expand rosters internationally, speaking. Of course, I think that especially internationally, women's sports is taken a whole lot more seriously Mm -hmm. beyond the states. You know, especially in places like you know, like Serbia, Montenegro. Right. You look at what, for example, you look at what Yao Ming was able to do for the NBA. It Mm -hmm. opened them up to an entirely new market market. because they had a Chinese superstar. Not saying that you know, there's. I'm not sure if there's a woman's basketball player that's the equivalent to Yao Ming, but international expansion, as far as like a talent pool standpoint. Can't hurt because I personally think the WNBA, especially given their international dominance in the Olympics, this is the best women's league in the world. They, I mean, our US team kills the competition year in and year out
0: for about twenty years though. easily,
2: like without
0: question for about twenty for <laughs> about know? twenty years now.
2: So I think thirty, trying, 30 years. Yeah, me. I think trying to reach out to international superstars elsewhere that play the women's game and bringing them into you know the microcosm of the American game can only help them you know expand internationally it'll open up the market
0: my last thing on this topic is and the nba has, WNBA has to figure this out who is their greatest player so far it's been around for 25 years we don't even know who their greatest player is i mean you have lisa leslie you have lobo swoops yeah, cynthia leslie cooper tina thompson, thompson cheryl, cooper. cheryl cheryl cooper cheryl swoops you know, Cynthia it, Cooper,
2: so, right. excuse me, not Cheryl Cooper. <laughs> it's we, we got you, we got it, we got <laughs> it.
0: But they need to define that first and from who's their greatest player and market her as well because that will help the game. Marka Jordan's the best player in the world, he's the most marketable player in the world. You have other players in the NBA like Amaya Moore, who's probably equivalent because she's got the champions, the MVPs, and she's done more off the court too. Like, it's not like the stars are not there, but you have to push, push those out more.
2: It, it's funny you say that because I to answer that question, I personally think the best player in the WNBA right now is Candace Parker. But, you know, Shaq was... Candace Parker? Yeah.
0: I'll leave that. I, I, I
2: think so, personally. Go ahead. Shaq, you know, she does analyst work for TNT during the offseason, whatever have you, and Shaq... Like, she went down like, you know, I won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. And Shaq was surprised. She didn't even know that she won Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> and he was like, she basically just told him, like, you know, look my name up. That, you know, and that became Google a huge thing. But she's more known, essentially, for quote, unquote, in a playful way, having this brother, brotherly sister relationship right. with Shaq than being the Defensive Player of the Year yeah. in Best Women's League in
1: America. And that's the thing. A lot of women, um, they only flourish when they're linked to a man. Right, and that's not okay. And that's not fair. Yeah. you're not strong enough in your own right. You're only strong when you're linked to a stronger man. And we have to change that stereotype.
0: I will leave it on that. <laughs> leave it on that. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Absolutely right. That was goddamn good. Now, for our last topic, and we reach right, Miss the, the Christopher is here today. We're here to talk about WrestleMania Night One, and the first of all. Shout out to Bad Bunny for executing yeah. the Canadian... De- no, the weapon, I, oh. the weapon destroyer. Washington Heights
2: destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> destroyer. Oh, my God.
0: Bad Bunny had a clean performance last night. It was so clean. I was impressed. I'm like, you can feel that. Like, you feel he was enjoying the moment. You can feel it. And then when he did... Even Priest was like... Maybe Priest was like... Miz was like, what
2: the hell was this? Yeah, that was... But...
0: The night, the moment, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, what a match, what a, first of all, it's for the first time ever two African-American women have main evented a night of WrestleMania. It was a great moment from start to finish. Chris, I'll let you take it away and then I'll come in.
2: I'm glad you opened up with that historical point because the last time two women of color main evented anything in the WWE was in 2003. And it was on his throwaway show, Sunday Night Heat. Wow. So for two women of color to be main eventing what is essentially the Super Bowl of professional wrestling is huge from a historical standpoint. Of course. And these are not just two women of color, also, these are the cream of the crop that the WWE has to offer. These are two absolutely supreme athletes. Sasha Banks is, you know, known as the boss in the WWE. She is, you know, pretty much the pinnacle of, you know, a complete package. She would be what is like the equivalent to a five-two player in like baseball, right? You know, she can do it all. Bianca Belair, outside of the WWE, is a supreme athlete for the University of Tennessee. You know, she excelled in track, but her nickname, the EST, because she's fastest, strongest, roughest, toughest.
1: She really is, yeah. From
2: top to bottom. Oh, yeah. I can't think of too many more complete athletes to step in a WWE ring. She really is what she says she is, you know, and. I was absolutely blown away by the performance that both of them put on last night. I was so proud, you know, not only as a fan, but it was like, you know, I have a niece that's getting into wrestling oh, wow. and watching it with me. Oh, wow. And now she sees two individuals that look like her exactly. performing at the, you know, the level that they're performing at, you know, the statement representation matters. She mm-hmm. now has somebody to that looks like her that she can look up exactly. to and that was what made me so proud to watch that match.
0: That was one point there I wanted to Hit on because you had Ron Simmons win the championship back in the seventies. It opened a whole new door for bl- black folk all around yeah, the world. I remember this, <laughs> you know? It, it was crazy. And now I look, I look at Bianca Belair. I see the same thing. Like this is game changing. And Triple H, first of all, shout out to Mark Henry for discovering her yeah. in the first place. Mark
2: Henry discovered her, yeah.
0: Shout out to him, and shout out to Triple H for realizing her talent and and making her talent developing her talent to what you saw last night she broke character right before the match and i understood it sasha understood it like it was a moment Cause you if you heard if you see her story you can check it out you can google it check her story out it's pretty remarkable but like you could just tell her moment and they were just soaking in it, and then the fans got sucked in that's when you know you had a good match about the brew. but when the match began Sasha Banks was on fire, and I say this first and foremost: Sasha Banks is on the fast track to the WWE Hall of Fame. Period. Yeah, that's just done. Of course, the Four Horsewomen. Of course, they're in there. That's a lot, but her particularly, she's such a genius in the ring. Watching her last night interact with um, Bianca Belair, the way she was moving, the the storytelling within the match. It's something like Shawn Sean, Sean Michaels always talks about in his matches. You know, you want to tell the story, it not only outside the ring when you're. I mean promote promoting, promoing, but also in the match with movement, certain things. And at the end, when she whipped her with that with her yeah, braid, her hair, yeah. And her. you saw the mark, <laughs> if, if do yourself a favor, please check out the blog and you you'll see the the, the like the, the, the real lash mark. The uh, tiger uh, up yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. on her side.
0: I, I like I was blown away. Like to me me personally that was a four star match. I'm not gonna give it five. Why not five? It was just, just missing a little something. Not, not it's not. That's like Nick
2: picking, and you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I here. know. Yeah, I, it, that's that's more Nick picking.
1: Missing a little seasoning, a
2: little sprinkle. Of Maybe a little bit. A little pepper. I, thing. I, <laughs> I've, I've, I'm a proponent of you know historical significance propping up a moment even more. You know, it's like when you know Jerry West hit that half court shot against like the Knicks to go into Game Seven. It's like. That takes a game from like being really good into the stratosphere. Right. So I, I would give it a full five. Okay. just for the historical significance. Okay. Plus the performance that they did. Okay. You know, this is also like the first WWE event that's had fans in God knows how right. long. You know, it's the first WrestleMania with a rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think. And we're like, literally playing a double-headed t- anyway. Right. Night two is tonight. Right. And I think because of all that. You consider everything that they had to work to get to this moment. Mm-hmm. I think that props it up and makes it a five-star match. To me, at least. You know. Well, what do you think about my four-star rating, then? I think it's fair. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fair, just like from the work rate perspective. But I, I just feel like the, the historical significance of everything it props it up a little bit more. I think it should be a five-star
0: match. Now, Cheyenne, we we have two black women for the first time in it. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, I know you're not a fishing now like that, but what does that mean to you when you hear that in an industry where you don't see black women at all really?
1: Honestly, I wish it had happened when I was a little younger. Um, I didn't really get into wrestling until maybe about two years ago when a very good friend of mine, um, long friend, we've been friends since elementary school, He became a wrestler and he asked me to be a photographer for him Um, while he did some of while he had some of his matches. So I went with him to his matches and um, on those like those trips with him, like talking to him about his craft and like learning about it through him. And like he's uh, black as well. So it was just it felt. I felt like I was pulled more into it and I had a better understanding of it. I was enjoying it more rather than it just being something I heard about my entire life. Mm. And I think had I seen um, women that looked like me doing it when I was younger, I probably would have been more engrossed in it Mm. because I grew up like, I grew up watching sports, liking sports. My dad had football on the TV all the time and I was always watching with him. So that was something that like, so I was never like, I was never one of those people that's like, I just don't like sports in general. I did. It was just I needed someone to do it with or to feel like I was somehow Mm -hmm. connected to the sport in some way. Like, football's been a part of my heart and soul my entire life because my dad brought me into it, and it's just been part of who I am. And I feel like had I seen someone that looked like me doing wrestling, I probably would have been pulled into that, too. Mm. Representation is everything. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: And, And back then, when I was watching it, there was Jackie... Yeah. And that's the first one I saw. Yeah,
2: that was like the first
0: That was the first part, black but, diva. I remember. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But listen, she she was a diva. She she's a thing, but she would whip was your also
2: ass. Tough, tough as nails, yeah. she would whip, she'd whip <laughs> your ass.
0: She'll whip your ass real
2: good. Like my mom, who have I've as a kid like tortured enough, to had to drag her, you know, the multiple <laughs> wrestling events, would watch WCW with me because she would do like moves off the top rope in heels. And my mom would always comment on that. Now, obviously, as a man, I, I know nothing about right. like, you know, right. doing anything in heels, but it's like, I can imagine how difficult that could be wearing a pair of stiletto heels and <laughs> jumping off There's of anything. Imagine
1: doing everything on your tippy toes. I and you can't put them down. There you have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she's doing this with like excellent coordination, like throwing drop kicks and slamming people don't while wearing kicks. heels. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, that's, I, I,
1: that's, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah, I Hell yeah, I do. You crazy? I remember um, one time I heard in an interview, um, Beyonce's father used to have her practice like running in heels and singing at the same time, so oh, wow. that she wow. would be prepared to perform on stage one day. It honestly, it's it's an art to wow. do things How in heels. It takes practice, training. That's a different kind of strength training that you just can't get at a regular gym. I don't, I don't see the it's, lie anywhere, man. It's like. intense.
0: Shout out to Beyonce, her ankles. All right. right. With that being said, that is it. We had a very great show today. Once again, please, your name, sir, and your platform.
2: Absolutely. Again, my name is Christian, a.k.a. The Big Stretch on the Four Corners of the Council podcast, uh, Council of Commentary Production. Please check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and the like. Uh, Thank you again for having me. Excellent show. I absolutely had a blast, and hope to be back in the future.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for coming.
0: Sister Cheyenne, of course, is always here. Brother Joe, we hold it down for you. We'll we'll (laughs) hope you're back next week.
1: You better be back next
0: week. (laughs) Come on, Luke Cage. Great value, Luke Cage. Come on. We need you back. That's great value, Luke Cage, right there. That's my man, right there. But anyway, we thank you for watching. Please check out the blog on Facebook. Um, Check us out on all platforms. And also, of course, on the Gifted Sounds Network, where we're coming from today. Thank you very much and have a good day. Thank you. you.
2: This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit GiftedSounds.com.